You're listening to the podcast Unstoppable and Smashing It. I'm your host, Jane Fleming, and I am passionate about helping you to overcome your limiting beliefs, feelings of imposter syndrome, and build that inner confidence so you can achieve better results across all areas of your life. I will be sharing tips and tools that you can start to put into practice straight away. It's time to remove that glass ceiling we put over ourselves. So sit back, grab a coffee or wine, and let's get started. So welcome to episode three. Um, And I suppose this particular episode is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place. Uh, Two words which a lot of people seem to be talking about, particularly in the business and corporate world, is imposter syndrome. Now, I believe this can be a good thing and a bad thing. And let me explain why. First of all, I think it's a good thing because it's raising awareness around the whole topic of imposter syndrome. You know, it's no longer a taboo subject. And the more people that are talking about it and its impact that it can have, then really the greater understanding we can have around imposter syndrome. Now, for me, For years, I would have looked around and thought, does no one else have this amount of self-doubt that I was experiencing myself? You know, I was watching, say, Sarah on Instagram, who was absolutely smashing it in the business world, or looking at Mark in the office, and everything just seemed natural for him it just came so easily to him or even Lisa who nothing ever really faced her and I would have been looking at all those people now I've just made up those names but maybe you can resonate with that that you're looking at other people as well thinking how do they seem to have it all together Whereas inside, I am full of this self-doubt, self-criticism, sabotaging myself. And it just became very, very frustrating. But when I realized how I was feeling, and basically it was experiences, I was experiencing feelings of imposter syndrome. That, you know, whenever I heard that 70% of the population were also probably experiencing these feelings too. It did give me a bit of a comfort, knowing that I wasn't the only one feeling like this. Now, that figure of 70%, that was done by a study of psychologists way back in the 1980s. So I would even argue now that that figure is a lot higher, particularly because of the impact of social media. And how we, you know, social media has opened up people's lives for everybody to see. And it's not always a true reflection of what's going on. Because let's face it, people don't post the bad things on social media. They post the good things. And they want people to think that 
you know, life is going amazing. But for the watcher or the follower, and they're looking at this, it can feed into those feelings of imposter syndrome. Now, I said there at the start that everybody talking, not everybody, but the increase in the numbers of people talking about imposter syndrome can be a good thing and a bad thing. And the reason why I believe that can also have a negative impact is that people then can start to use this so-called label to justify not taking action, to use it as an excuse to put not put themselves out there. And then you convince yourself it's okay because, oh, well, you know, I have imposter syndrome and how could I be expected to go for that goal or promotion or job interview? And it tends then to stop them from taking that action. Now, as a mindset coach, you might think I have it all together and I no longer suffer from imposter syndrome or self-doubt or questioning myself. But that's simply not true. Why? Because I'm a human. But what I do have now is the tools and strategies that can help me navigate through life and those incidents when the self-doubt arises so that even if I do take a hit or something doesn't go as planned, then I can get back up again. And this really is the main reason why I started this podcast. You know, I want to empower others with these tips and tools that they can implement when they start to get in their own way and then continue to smash that glass ceiling and achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. Now, when we look at the definition of imposter syndrome, it's defined as people's persistent belief in their lack of intelligence, skills, or competence. So it's people's persistent belief in their lack of intelligence, skills, or competence. Now, for me, it comes down to our self-image. And anybody that follows me will know that I talk a lot about self-image. Those fears and worries of not being good enough not being intelligent enough, not being educated enough, not deserving a seat at the table, worrying about others' opinions, feeling you have to constantly prove yourself, feeling that you have to get everything 100% right. And these are just some of the symptoms associated with imposter syndrome. But it all has to do with our own confidence, our own self-worth and our own self-belief. Now, there was a joke, and I say this, if anybody has ever been on any of my masterclasses or webinars, and I share this often, but there was a running joke with those close to me that I was running out of universities to go to. For me, I always felt as if I needed to know more. I needed to get the next qualification, the next degree the next diploma, whatever it was. And once I got it, I, I was okay for a while, but then I would have to search for the next one. So I went, I attended Edinburgh University. I attended Queen's University, Strand Millis University, 
the University of Ulster. I think I have a diploma as well from Galway University uh, or it could be Sligo. I think it's Galway. And I even had a stint at Boston University. Now, I don't say this to impress you, but it is an example for how for years I felt I had to know more. You know, I didn't, I always felt I didn't have enough qualifications. And I believed that if I just get the next one, then that will be okay. But it wasn't. And even today, I sometimes catch myself because only recently I came across a leadership and management course. And I thought, hmm, I wouldn't mind doing that. That could be useful. Now, I already have a qualification in leadership management. It's just in slightly different terms because some of the modules that I studied aren't in this other leadership management course. They're not incorporated into it. So I was looking at this course going, yeah, I could do that. I've already done it. But my point is, now I can recognize this and I can start to look at, well, why is that showing up for me? And then I can put the strategies in place to quieten that inner voice that has me basically questioning myself. Now, even the fact that those feelings of imposter syndrome were coming up for me. I remember about a year ago thinking everything was going great. And then, bam, out of nowhere, those old feelings started to come up. And it was actually just before I was launching my first in-person event. Because of COVID, everything I had done had all been online. But when restrictions started to lift, I was comfortable doing those online webinars now. So as Bob Proctor always said, you know, when you're sitting comfortable, then that's when you know you need to stretch yourself more. So to stretch myself and put me out of my comfort zone, it was holding an in-person event. And whenever that happened and I made the decision to do it, bam, all those feelings of self-doubt started to come up and I started questioning myself. And I remember thinking at the time going, what is going on? I thought I dealt with all this. Why is it showing up again? I now believe, and I could be wrong. This is only my opinion. Maybe you would disagree. But I feel you can't really overcome feelings of imposter syndrome completely. You can't eradicate them out of your life completely. Now, the impact of them may weaken over time. But I feel when you're about to push yourself and stretch yourself to do something that you hadn't done before and that's completely out of your comfort zone, then those niggling thoughts, those self-doubts are likely to come up. And before you know it, you might be second guessing yourself. However, all is not lost. Do not be going, right, that's it. I can't overcome imposter syndrome. What's the point? I'm not even going to try. I do feel that even though you can't completely overcome them, you can learn to quieten them down so that they don't hold you back and they don't stop you from going after what it is you want. Now, one way to do this is to shift your perception. 
start seeing imposter syndrome as a good thing, as a sign. And that might go, what? What are you talking about? But start seeing it as a sign that you're stretching and you're growing. Yes, you're stepping out of your comfort zone, but you're moving towards something that is amazing and necessary for your growth as a person, for your growth in business, in your career, or even in your relationships. So start to welcome it, even which in itself might seem a stretch. But I know now for me, whenever those feelings of imposter syndrome start to come up, it's whenever I'm about to do something that's going to cause me to stretch myself. And deep down, I know I have to do it. Now, that's the first tip that I'm going to give you that you can start to implement straight away is to start changing your perception around imposter syndrome. I'm going to give you five tips today because I want to leave you with something that you can start to implement straight away. So the first is shifting your perception. The second is moving away from that outcome to process-based thinking. Now, what do I mean by that? When we are focused on outcome-based thinking, that's when we're just focusing on our current results or the results that's going to come up where we fear then that, oh, what if it doesn't work out? What if this happens? What if that happens? And when you start to think, you know, whatever it is that you need to do, that end product has to be perfect or that service or that presentation has to be fair, perfect because you're focusing on the actual results. But if we shift to be more process-based thinking, then that's when we start to see and accept that success is like a path where effort trumps ability. You know, you only even, and I love different types of sport, but you only have to look at, say, the Williams sisters in tennis or David Beckham. I remember watching something with David Beckham and he used to practice hours upon hours on his free kicks. By putting the work in and devoting so much time to their craft, to their sport, to their skill, to their business, whatever it is. And looking at the process as opposed to the actual results. But deciding to take each day at a time and ask yourself, what do I need to do today that's going to get me where it is that I want to go? So you're not looking at the end goal. You're just looking at the process, the path, the journey, day by day. What is it that I need to do? The third tip, and this is for all those of you that resonate with my searching for the next qualification. When you start to doubt your capabilities, your knowledge, your experience, write down everything that you've accomplished to date. Even in just the last year. But everything that you've done up until now, write it all down. List it off. 
and then start applying what it is that you already know. There's no end to the amount of knowledge that we can gather, especially in today when everything is so accessible from the internet to podcasts to the amount of books we can learn. And it's about accepting that, you know, we can't know everything because there's no limit to what it is that we can learn. So my advice is, if you do do a course in something, then start applying what it is that you're learning. Now, that's not to say that you do a course in, say, I'm going to say physiotherapy because my husband's a physio. And then a couple of months in, that's it. You start calling yourself a physiotherapist. That's not what I'm talking about. But the knowledge that you're learning along the way, start practicing it on people, maybe family, friends, um, so that you can gain that confidence and your skills in it. And then the fourth thing is replace that negative self-talk. So we have six seconds when a thought comes into our head, whether or not it's going to go into our subconscious mind. So we have six seconds to catch that. So if you find that that negative self-talk is coming up for you, you're telling yourself things that's not pretty good. Catch it. Ask yourself, is that what I want to be thinking at this time? And if it's not, then reject it and reaffirm the complete opposite. So if you're telling yourself that you're not good enough to go and do something, you change that. You don't want to accept that. So you change it around straight away. You reaffirm saying, I am a powerful human being and I can achieve anything I put my mind to. Whatever it is that resonates for you. And the fifth tip that I'm going to leave you with today is doing a daily scan. Now I do this at the end of every single day. And it's really just a reflection on the day. I just analyze, not even analyze, I just, as I say, reflect on it and ask myself, well, what went well today? And how could I do better? And it's not with judgment or anything like that, because we never judge ourselves. But it's just acknowledging, did I have the thoughts that I wanted to have that day? Was my self-talk the way I wanted it to be today? Did I give myself a command and follow through? Did I take the action that I set out to take towards my goal? Whatever it is. And if it's not how you want it to go, then that's okay. We do a mental do-over and we just set our intention that the next day we're going to go 1% better. So we never beat ourselves up. But just by doing that daily scan, it allows us to really just reflect on ourselves, taking that control back and acknowledging how it is that we want things to be. So on that note, I am going to leave you. If you have enjoyed today's episode, then don't forget to like, share, subscribe to Becoming Unstoppable and Smashing It. I am your host, Jane Fleming, and until the next time, have a great day.
Thank you.